Today's episode is brought to you by Boston Beer Ventures. Though people are getting vaccinated and the weather is warming up, Boston Beer Ventures is still doing Zoom blind beer tastings as a way to get together with friends, family, or coworkers safely and without hassle. Hey, Ellen, I had a Boston Beer Ventures virtual tasting. I invited you. You did not come because you are a stinker, but it was awesome. What? 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 Oh, oh, are you pretending that your Zoom what? is cutting out? Uh, oh, gee, <laughs> what? Damn it. Well, you know who's always going to be invited is all of our listeners. All you have to do is email bostonbeerventures at gmail.com. Just mention sidebar in the subject line and you will get 20% off of your booking. And that, my friends, is a winning program. When we're on a desert island and the only thing we have to eat is white chocolate caramel squares with caramel, you two are going to die. When? Wait, when, <laughs> it, when is that situation ever going to present itself? Next week. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so you better be ready. So, so when all of a sudden you show up at my door and say, get in my jet, we're going to a private island, I should think twice about it. Yes, you should. Okay. And if you look in the back of Jet and go, why is there so much Ghirardelli candy back here? And it's all, there's not even one I like. Why is it all white chocolate? And then I'll, I'll say, know. I don't know. Welcome everybody to another edition of Total Sidebar. I'm your hostess, Ellen Cumley. I made the executive decision and I brought back my co-host. Say hello, Miss Jen Palmer. Oh, hi, Ellen. How are you? I look at me, never better. I mean, come on, take it in. Go ahead. You do. You look phenomenal. Thank you. <gasps> look who else is here. Alexandra Shumway. Say hello, Alexandra. Well, hello, Ellen. I <laughs> love your executive decision and, you know, being the big executive that you are. Does that make me sound kind of powerful and... Totally. You know, I'm wait, what are the terms we use now? There's so many terms I can't keep up with. I'm like, oh, am I self-actualized? I think I'm oh. actualized. Mm. I think that's what I am. I don't Something know. There's like there's so many chief insert here officers now. It's like, oh, you know, chief dream officer, chief, <gasps> you know, relocation officer, chief home office officer. Like there's a million of them. It's, it's ridiculous. It's true. Do you remember what our dad used to answer the phone with? Oh, uh, so our maiden name is Meek, and the phone would ring when we're teenagers and hoping it's a boy, and he and you'd run to the phone, and he'd grab it right before you could, and he'd pick it up, he'd go, Meek Funny Farm Chief, not speaking. We're like, Daddy! Yeah, that was In really retrospect, fun. You know what? I wish I could get a hold of one of my kids' phones and do that. Wouldn't have hours. I know, right? the best dad ever. Totally. No, it didn't feel that way when we were younger, but <laughs> I'm glad that you find it funny. And guess what? Every like recipient of that message would be like, well, uh, what um, that? Uh, yeah, can I um, talk to Alex? Yeah. I will tell you because you just went down that rabbit hole. I will tell you that um, when I was in my teens and my mother was a widow at this point and the three of us kids were all at home, teens and early twenties, my brother, who is just a jerk for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> So right. we'll just leave it at that. Leave it at that. So <laughs> there you have it. Listeners. So, so at this particular point in time, just the gods made it happen this way. My mother, my older sister, and I were all dating men 
named Bob. And you, so, Bob Anderson, obviously. Of course, Bob Anderson, who we can't find. First. And please, yeah. listeners, find Bob for us now. Hashtag um, find Bob. So we would come home, someone could come home, and you'd find a sheet of notebook paper or note paper sitting on the counter, written in handwriting from my brother who would say, Bob called. Oh, what a jerky <laughs> brother. Awesome. Right? So excuse me, if you're a 16-year-old teenage girl, you can't possibly call him no. if you don't know if he called you. Bob, no. it's Ellen. Um, did you call me? No. Okay, hold on. Okay, bye. Not me. <laughs> I, mean, I hate my brother. I hate him. Hate you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the phone answering foibles of years gone by. That's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. See, foibles. You had to that's throw in thing. foibles, didn't you? But can you imagine? That's the thing kids don't get now. Yeah. Like, can you imagine grabbing the phone out of your daughter's hand and answering it? Well, just and a say, shared phone in general. They can't sure. imagine That's a what I mean, shared like, the whole phone. concept of like, maybe yeah. they're not calling for you. Maybe they're calling for me. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, the, right? How about grabbing a child? And when I say child, I mean a teen. Grabbing a teen's phone when it rings, yeah. that's a unicorn. They don't call each yeah. other. All they that's do is true. Snapchat well, that's one true. another. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Or, or calling a teen and having them pick up. That's a unicorn too. That's, that's also fun. crazy. I know. Especially when you're paying for their bill that's a fun mm, that's dot, a dot, fun dot. thing that's a fun that fight to have with fun, your team isn't it that's a good time did we already Anyways. get there <laughs> hello ellen how are you how about this let's try it on it's episode 76 which 76. is kind of bicentennial Do you want me? i was just gonna say i marched in the parade <gasps> I did the 76 parade. I, uh, my mom made, well, actually our neighbor made us a little hat, like one of those like muffin hats. A what bonnet. are they called? No, it, it wasn't was a bonnet. There was a name for it. I don't remember, but I wore like a long to the she ankle. Betsy Ross. She looked I like a little, like Betsy a little Betsy child Ross, yeah. Betsy Ross. Yeah. But I will say what comes to mind first when you say 76 is the song 76 trombones in the big parade, but I won't do it. I'm just going to let you that did it last right time. there. You, you did, did I'm going to leave it there. So and I go. like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going to beat you out on 1976 and just say, in full disclosure, because who really cares? I graduated from high school that year. Well so done. I continue to own a red, white, and blue tassel for my mortgage. Wow. You win. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. You do win. I know I do. But I will say even better. And this is, okay, so we are in an era of and I won't say cancel culture because it's been co-opted by politicians on the side I don't support. And that's not what I mean by it. But there are things that we did or participated in when we were younger that wouldn't happen now. Let's put it that way. And in my hometown outside of downtown city, uh, my hometown was established in, I believe, 1771. So in 1971, when I was in junior high now middle school Mm -hmm. as we call it um, we had a pageant to a town pageant to celebrate the bicentennial of the founding of our town and so everybody had roles to play and my role was to be we never called us native americans of course back then we were the indians Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. let's say we were native americans and my outfit was kind of a brown bag sort of supposed to look like a Native American deer skin thing with a little belt around it and a black yarn wig with braids on it. Terrific. 
and I had to run with no appropriation uh, with, there. No, no, nothing wrong with this. That happens all the time up here. No, <laughs> it gets better. Wait, it gets better. Let's just oh, good. Let's finish the thought. So I'm picturing <laughs> me and at least 50 other teens or preteens uh, running the length of a football field, and you are supposed to bang your yep. palm yep. We know in front saying. of your mouth to make the woo-woo war whoop kind of a yep. kind of a Native American sound. Yes, and then stand there while somebody gave some speech and then went home. And I thought to myself, I thought as we were thinking about episode seventy-six, you know, yeah. I don't believe that bicentennial pageant would ever happen again no. No. in the history of the world. Yep. And that's okay. It would and look, it's, no, it's yeah. good. It's actually yeah. good. It would but look different. It, it does point up how oblivious we are unless we are enlightened. Unless well, someone yeah, says, hey, I think mate, it's just knowledge. You know, it is. It it's is. Gro- it's growing and learning and back. It is. Oh, can I can t- I say one thing, though? I, yeah. I don't think that you should go back and slap the wrist of the people who didn't know any better back in in. Uh, days of yore because none of us did no i think that i think that uh i think there's a lot of different stances on it and people who want to erase it completely i think that you learn from history and you learn from the mistakes just as much as you learn from the things you did right and so i that's i think you learn more from from your mistakes you too alexander yes yes you do not honor these things you observe and acknowledge them and move on very good way of putting it out yes and i've also learned that i should never wear an ankle length dress because it just doesn't suit me You know, I love my to be continued segment because you guys never have any idea what we talked about. No short term memory whatsoever. Nope. And this one. So I have a new, this is a, this could turn into its own little sometimes segment if we play the cards right. We'll see. So you guys, okay, listeners, you know this. These two clowns have an encyclopedic knowledge of popular cinema that boggles my mind every time i just the quotes they throw out the actors that they know the plots they remember is astounding to me so we mentioned a movie last time we got together and podcasted and i am going to test your knowledge can you name three of the lead actors in this movie let's see if you can do it Let's just see if you can do it. Because we were talking about, it came up from a speed round question, which is, would you rather be an extra in a terrible movie right. or uh, mm-hmm. an extra in a in a great movie or a star in a terrible movie? I remember and, this and, conversation. Yes. And an example of a terrible movie was Encino Man. Can Brendan Fraser. Name, can you name three? Uh, Brendan Fraser. Okay. Oh, um, the, the little guy. His daughter is a singer now. Um, um give me some more <laughs> uh he's he was on saturday night live he um oh he's had some issues i believe but his daughter is a pop singer now and she does oh, very oh well. uh, rob schneider thank you rob schneider yep yeah. yep oh crap um, who else was in encino man um, um rob schneider is not but go ahead oh he's not in it oh, is it rob Lowe? no uh, no he's not no. But go ahead encino man hold on i can do this i can do this i can do this <laughs> Oh, it's driving me crazy. I can't who? believe you do not remember the stupidest comedian who was the pa- star. Oh, no, no, no. I, got, I got it. It's Polly Shore. Gr- Polly Shore? Mm-hmm. Polly Shore, yes. Nice. Thank you. 
Thank you. Well, that's then. two. You have Brendan Fraser. You have Polly Shore. Yeah, I don't know if I can. Can you do right it? On. Cinema geniuses. Can you do it? God, you gave us Encina Man. Like I just all mm-hmm. I remember was it was such a terrible movie. Uh, hold I don't. On. I, I don't really remember it to be perfectly honest. Five, four. That's I'm, a few, I'm Alex. I can't believe Three. I'm doing this yet. But it's Polly Shore and um, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. I can't remember who else. One. I can't. Sean Aston. Oh, I didn't Rudy? know that one. Son of Rudy a God. was in that. Rudy wow. saw Rudy the other day. It was on TV. I'm like, how could you Love not watch Rudy? Rudy? One of my favorite movies. Oh my God, you guys, here they go. Here <laughs> they go. Now they've <laughs> gone down the Rudy rat hole. Sorry, <laughs> Ellen, you've seen Rudy, Rudy though. though, haven't you seen Rudy? I've never seen it in its entire. Oh my God! You've never seen Rudy. That's one of oh my. my so it was on the other day, and 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 That's as he's in there and he's going to the party, I said to my husband, I was like, wait. Was he not actually a Notre Dame student? He goes, no, that was the whole thing. That's the whole premise. I'm like, I totally forgot about that. And don't forget who else is in that. John Favreau. Yes. Who, who's so who's heavy. Who's a it. big guy in it. Who's yes, a big I couldn't guy believe it. It, it was long young. before he was on Friends yes. or did Elf or any yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Or Swingers. Like it was, or I was swingers. like, how did he yeah. lose? And it, sorry, yeah. Ellen. We can continue, continue Ellen. Offline. Sorry. <laughs> Listeners, but yes, you know what, I'm Ellen, sorry. you're welcome for Listeners, proving your point. I'm sorry. sorry about Encino Man. We suck at Encino Man. No, Holy no. Sure, I knew that one. Son of a gun. <laughs> okay, listeners, I'm going to try and move on. Wait, hold on, Ellen. Can you give us one more? Because I want to play no, this game again. No, no, we, no. We already have two more games to play. I will spring it on you when I'm good and ready. Right. Okay. Right. Not at this time. No, not this time. You, you better be just on your game all the time. Okay, all right. Now, the other thing that we we're talking about, I just wanted to share a couple of quotes because last time I mentioned to you guys that I asked my graduate students to try and define who they thought the listener of this podcast would be trying to totally give me about that kind of give me a target audience description of who you think the the listener would be so listeners out there let's see if you guys fill any of these any of these profiles so I have a couple of quick quotes um, to share with you so here's one description that they gave me Um, Stephanie is a mother that has two kids. Her day job is a teacher in a kindergarten. She likes to buy her groceries from the store the old fashioned way. She likes to drink red wine and sit on the sofa with a bowl of crackers in her lap. I like Stephanie. That's Stephanie. (laughs) Sound right? I think that sounds right. Ding, 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 ding. ding, I don't think just one bowl of crackers. I think it'd be a salad bowl. I think it needs to be a big. I love the fact that she referred to buying groceries the The old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way, like actually going. Yes. Um, It's my favorite way to buy them, but continue. Going to the store. Going to the store. Let's try um, Mary Ellen's 48. She's a mortgage broker who works from home. She lives just outside Chicago. She's divorced with two children, both in college. She enjoys listening to the podcast during work because it prevents the house from being too quiet. I thought she was a mortgage broker. Oh, I was just going to say, I guess when she's not working, I got it. Oh, when she's not working. Okay, yeah. got it. Because I was going to say, I don't think you could listen to this and work at the same time. It's a little distracting. No. No. Yeah. But everything else about everything her is pretty much on point. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Kind of on the money. Yeah. Let's try much. Beth. All right. Our final one Your is Beth. Students are astute. They are on it. They are on it. Beth is a 28-year-old new stay-at-home mother who moved from California to Quincy, Massachusetts. Uh, She often spends her free time watching funny TV shows and likes to stay in on Friday nights. (laughs) She's not that religious and would rather spend her Sunday with her family. (laughs) 
when her son Cameron is sleeping, her <laughs> me time includes listening to podcasts or music while cleaning the house. She likes podcasts because she has no friends since she moved, and it gives her a sense of having fun. Beth is a loser. <laughs> I love her. I wish but she I was real. Beth. And Beth, oh. if you're listening right now, oh, you're Beth. folding that laundry great. And you're vacuuming that yeah. rug like nobody you else do would. It. You go. And we you love do you, it. Beth. Yeah. And we you, know, do. Beth. You have three new friends out yeah. of Quincy, Massachusetts. We could be yeah. anywhere in the globe, but we're raising a glass Come on of over, Cabernet Beth. in your I honor. Swear Beth, to let, you are so, our girl. So let's review. Stephanie likes to lie on the couch with crackers in her lap. Uh, I get Stephanie. <laughs> okay. Mary Ellen listens because it prevents the house from being too quiet. Yeah. And Beth has no friends. So, okay, so we so this is what we are. We're a band-aid for people who are hungry. Yep. Um, lonely. Yep. Or losers. Pretty much. There we go. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Total Cyber. Welcome to our loser world, because that's who we are, the three of us. And we're we love I'm, it. I'm sorry. I gotta go back to the bowl of crackers. Like a sure. bowl of crackers, like I've a bowl that. of popcorn, a bowl of chips, I no, get I've done crackers. It. You pour like square crackers in a round bowl. Yeah, like wheat thins. Oh my really? god, they're you delicious. Pour them in a bowl yes. and you sit there on the sofa on, with them on your lap. That's weird to me. Are you like a Neanderthal and you've never been to Trader Joe's and gotten the Gordon's I'm Polly Shore and Encino Man. That's who I am. Oh, That's... I've had those crackers. I'm just saying, I don't pour them in a bowl. And so, like, if I want to put a bowl in my lap while I'm watching TV on the sofa, popcorn it's going to be popcorn. Yeah. Or okay. maybe but if you're on Weight Watchers and you get you know 27 pretzels or 13 yeah, crackers you put them in a bowl i just i just think square crackers in a round bowl sounds odd listeners, but you know what stephanie you know you do you listeners do you no, know stephanie how sometimes go. sometimes listeners do you ever have a moment where you think is civilization over have we gotten to the point where the conversations that we have are so <laughs> inane that matter so little i mean the sidebar trust me the sidebar we almost take it to the edge yeah. of it doesn't matter but then and we, we pull it back. back and we it's make also, it make it profound we make also, it super important we're also headed into month 13 of the pandemic so it is no I mean, it's year 28 of the pandemic we can't episode even it's 76 oh my god so much it's insane all right you know what i can't i can't talk about it anymore but thank you listeners whether you're you are a stephanie a mary ellen or a beth we love you we support you and just reload the crackers because I say, you go, girl. You yeah. do whatever it is you want to do because we're do going you. to like it or not. All right. This first like it or not, I have a very specific point of view and it's not just like it or not. It's about the category in general. So we will discuss. Ready? Like it or not. Brussels sprouts. Oh, Jennifer, you, you want to go first, Alexander? You go first. Um, yeah. So, like when I was really little, I hated them, like every small child. And then when I got a little bit older, like into adolescence, um, I realized you could have them with vinegar, like mini cabbages, like on you know, corned beef and cabbage, serve them with vinegar. They were good. They got the job done. But I never really loved them. It was kind of like a, um, yeah, check the box, got to eat what's on your plate kind of thing. It wasn't until I would say a good decade ago when somebody on some Food Network show decided that they should be served with either pancetta or bacon or some sort of pork mm -hmm. product. 
and roasted. I mean, like mothers of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and I would dare say 90s only knew how to boil them. And it's and it was a shame because when you roast it, it's a truly different animal. A roasted Brussels sprout is delicious. Again, even without pancetta or pig, just a, a, oh God, sea salt and olive oil, delish. Or or done with um, uh, balsamic reduction, delish. Or as I said, with the aforementioned pig of any shape, form, variety. But the roasted Brussels sprout, it's its its like the poor thing was waiting all these years to shine. Uh -huh. And it really did. Finally, I, I'd love to know who's the, who's the chef who figured it out. I don't know. Oh. But I'd like to thank them. One small downside of them is that they make the house smell like a fart. And my children comment on it every time. Oh, what's that smell? It smells so gross in here. You should, cook them, with, you should cook them with fish. <laughs> They yes, also make your fart smell like Brussels sprouts. So it goes the other way too, you know? So that's how wow. I feel. I love them, Alex. Um, okay, so I came to Brussels sprouts way later in life. Growing up in the same house as Jennifer, of course, they were prepared the same way, which is garbage town. And, um, and so it wasn't until, I mean, I'm like a legit grown up now, age-wise guys, not, not, you know, mentally. Um, but um, it was probably, I would say like eight or nine years ago, someone brought them to my house and it was with bacon and some sort of a glaze. And I was like, eh. and I ate it to be polite. And I was like, these are kind of good. I will, I like, if you were to say like, like, let's be real. Do you like them? I, no, no, I guess I don't, but I do enjoy the texture and I know they're good for you. And there's so many things I don't, really love but like like you guys i'm gonna let you in a secret i don't really like broccoli but i eat it because <gasps> i know it's so good for you i mean i'll eat it mm. i do i eat it all the time but i don't love it because i know mm. it's anyway but yeah. so brussels sprouts is like that but you're right you put like a nice like spicy chili glaze you roast it i do enjoy like when those little when those little Crispy. outer leaves get the crisp yeah like i'm a texture person so i can do that but yeah pancetta you could put pancetta on a wood chip i'll eat it it's great mm -hmm. so yeah brussels sprouts yeah down the hatch they go okay. ellen do you like them no of course not so. <laughs> okay so i grew i grew up in the era absolutely like you guys did where they boiled the living crap out of every vegetable you could find and they were horrible um when i lived in california i have a friend who likes them a lot and she was one of those early people who was roasting and baking them and she would go you would go to farm stands and you get the whole stock you know the mm -hmm. big oh, i've seen them yeah and they look like and i said they look like little skulls i can't oh, even hmm. eat them they look like strange little human skulls they do eat them um my point on brussels sprouts so if you said to me here's a boiled brussels sprout here is a broiled one with some salt um i wouldn't like it there's no way, which begs my point of if you coat something in enough good yep. other flavors, you can eat a shoe. You really can. <laughs> and that's, and that's with what, a mayonnaise based dipping sauce. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Some kind of aioli on the side for the sole of my sneaker. I will probably eat it, which is what I think about Brussels sprouts. Like if you roast the living daylights out of them, so they crisp up and their texture mm -hmm. is better and you throw some all the cool things that jen just said like throw bacony pork products on them garlic anything you want yes 
And it begs the issue to me of we're supposed to, aren't we supposed to appreciate the raw flavor of vegetables and fruits and appreciate- It's bitter. It's bitter. Right. No, so- I disagree. If you if you roast it right, it's not bitter at all. No, but she's saying like raw, like it's bitter. It's gross. Oh, oh raw. Oh, I'm sorry. You got to yes, cook it. You got to yes. cook oh, it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. No, no. But but you're right. You know, Jen is, Jen's fair saying all you have to do is cook it and it will taste a whole lot better than the raw product. Which mm-hmm. is fair. Which is fair. I'm not- Again, can I go back to the roasting of things for a second, though? There are so many vegetables that I grew up, yeah. Alexander and I both grew up, and all three of us grew up with, that our moms only boiled. Mm-hmm. Like uh, broccoli, carrots, asparagus. Cauliflower. Yeah, cauliflower. All the, stinky, you stinky, roast awful. them, it tastes like a totally different animal. True. It's crazy. True. Roasted carrots taste nothing like the carrots that I ate yep. Monday through Saturday. That were it's boiled with a boiled their life. Boiled, how about boiled vegetables take taste <laughs> like nothing? That's no, great. that's true too. They taste like yep. the water they're boiled in. But I mean, who's the genius who finally thought of roasting them all these years later? And where were they in um, our childhood? Put that, put that on your to be continued list. They abandoned Chez us. Panisse, I'll tell you, it's Chez Panisse. Oh, it, yes, Ellen, you're 100% right. Oh, yes, anything. that's who it was. She, Alice Waters. She was the one who revolutionized it all. But she didn't make her way across the whole country. No, not for, for a while. while. But not yeah. for a while. Yes, that's exactly who it was. It was her. So what I will say in closing on this is shockingly for someone who was horrified by those tiny little skulls, I eat Brussels sprouts. You so roast proud them up, of you. you do them up, I'll eat them. I'll eat them. Girl. Try this though, because this might not be something I partake of. Like it or not, crocheted clothing. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. All I can think of right now in my head is Dorinda from the Real Housewives of New York City with the sparkly crocheted, weird, like 1980s (laughs) blanket jacket. The pants and jacket that should have been like laid over Roseanne's couch or something. You know, (laughs) no crochet things. Like I get that you can make like a little baby blanket or this, that, or a potholder. Um, But at the end of the day, I feel like if you're going to put it on your body, you're going to look like you're wearing a potholder. Who wants to wear a potholder? Not this gal. No. So I'm going to say that's a hard pass. That's a big thumbs down. That's a big thumbs down. Unless you're late 60s, early 70s, and you're hanging out in San Francisco and you're, you know, protesting a war or something. No. And you're crocheting. And Abby Hoffman is to your left. (laughs) I'm going to say another thing. But Jen, Jen. I you see have Jen to, in a lot of crochet. I was going to say, but if you have to move a hot pot from one place to the other, yeah, I yeah. say yes on that. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, we grew up with a lot of Afghans in our home, a lot of <laughs> Irish Catholic Afghans that were made. Everybody had an Afghan over the back of the couch. Everybody had an Afghan at the foot of the bed. Everybody's great aunt made them an Afghan. Every child came home from the hospital with a new Afghan. So a lot of Afghan, a lot of crochet. Late 60s, early 70s, you get drift. Uh, to Alex's point, that does not make clothing. No. It doesn't even make a blanket. And that's what I've never understood about crochet. There are holes. so many large holes, not yep. just holes, large holes. And the the, the uh, yarn that's used is like the yarn you get when you're in kindergarten to string around four popsicle sticks to make it like into a, you know, like a dream catcher. It is not a type of fabric that, or that lends itself to warmth at all. So if you're putting together 
a yarn that has no warmth and and making it into giant loosely stitched lots of holes type of thing how does that make a garment i just don't get that at all and to alexander's point of course in the last year or two dorinda has of course brought it to the forefront I don't see it as fashion, nor do I see it as no. function. No. I say, I just, I don't even see it as a goddamn blanket. I never liked them. I always hated them. They always made me feel uncomfortable. I felt like it was a blanket that wasn't mine. Whoa. I didn't like it. Oh. Do you want a hug? No. Okay. <laughs> I think she's okay. I think she's come back. It's oh, okay. I will just say. So many on, Afghans on, me... foisted upon us, you know, when we were young. Let me just take, take an Afghan. No, I want a blanket. I don't want an <laughs> Afghan. Okay. Okay, dialing it back. Sorry. I, 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 no, no, it's fine. I was asking about clothing made from, for, that was crocheted. And Afghans, I feel your pain. I mm. had a uh, grandma and, and she had a singular talent of picking the most unappealing colors to use. So there was mm. always like a baby diarrhea brown <laughs> running through any blanket or scarf that she managed to crochet and send our way. But God knows we love you, Francis. Way to go. Um, that a girl. I also remember, and because I did grow up in this era, that there were bathing suits. My sister bought a crocheted bathing suit. And what they never told anybody was you really aren't supposed to go in the water. You're not supposed to go in the water. because What happens? It, it all melts. It all sags and uh, grabs the water and falls apart. It falls apart. So, and the reason I brought up this particular topic was that I had been leafing through my latest copy of Vanity Fair. And there is like coming up for spring, everything's crocheted and it's vests and it's bags and it's bikini tops. And I'm thinking, just don't go in the water. So I'm saying, ladies, all you hipsters, like Jaws. don't go. It is. It is like the Jaws warning should be on the label of your purse and your bikini. Don't take this into the water. Yeah. It's it. whether you think the look is groovy or not. It doesn't matter. It's just not. It's not. It's not practical. It's no. not a practical approach to anything, no. to anything. I think, and I will close on this on crocheting, that crocheting is like the poor man's easy way of knitting and it just, it doesn't even need to be around. Just don't. Learn we, to knit. Learn to just, knit. I was just going to say, can we check in with Alexander, who is an yeah. actual knitter? I can. I can there we go. Over Thank to you. Okay. Take, Smart. take it. Um, so, so knitting is done with two needles. Crocheting is like just with one little hook. And it's just a whole lot of hooks and, and like loops and hooks and loops. And it's fine. I mean, I've seen some lovely crochet thing. You know what? Crochet belongs in the 60s and the 70s and on baby blankets. And that's where it needs to end, folks. That's it. Cut it off. No more. Stop. Okay. All right. We're not wearing it. All right. We're going to have a little march in New York, uh, I believe in uh, May <laughs> or anti-crochet. Uh, so anybody wants to join us, we'll be sending out information on yeah. the sidebar. So there will be 76 trombones who accompany the march. <gasps> in the big parade. On July 6th. Get ready. Like it or not. Dr. Phil. Jennifer, do you want to take this or would you like me to? I'm going to let you go first. I hate Dr. Phil. Oh, <laughs> I hate him. I hate him so much. Now, granted, I was never an Oprah watcher. So it's not like I, he got like the Oprah effect, you know? So when he came on to me, I just think like with his big head and his big face and his big mouth, and he's just there barking at you and everything. I'm like, 
I'm supposed to be listening to you, Dr. Phil. No, I cannot stand him. Oh, I cannot stand him. I hate him. I hate him. How do you feel? How do you feel? Not a fan. Remember when he had, remember when he had a mag, didn't he get a magazine for a while, Dr. Phil? Was that Dr. Oz? Another Oprah. Dr. Oz. Oz. Hey, hey, Oprah, you can do a lot of things. You can do a lot. You know what, Oprah, you can do pretty much anything. anything. However, I just think every once in a while, Oprah has a miss. And I hate Dr. Phil. And I feel like he got like brought up on the Oprah train because everybody loved him. But I was like, what? what? He's had a what? bunch of swing and misses, though. She's had him. She's had Dr. Oz, who's com- a complete fraud. I, and then I who was him. the million little things guys that she put <gasps> up on a- Oh, on James a- Fry pedestal I, oh, yeah so yeah. she's had a lot of swing and misses yes. i don't think her research is that great no she yeah, needs no. a better she needs a better team yeah. totally yeah. team around her although that being said oprah if you would like to champion three drunk ladies who have a who have a podcast call us because we totally aren't you yeah no no oh uh, dr phil he's he's i think he's a hack I think this is super hack i cannot see and he's just oh he's so annoying and he got his own show no, I hate him. <laughs> I'm done. Wow, that's all I have hey, to say. I, right. hate him. We, we, I got got your point of view, uh, Jen. How do you feel? You know, I I I don't I don't have as many strong feelings. I I didn't watch him that much, unfortunately. So I feel like I don't really have that much to add to the conversation. I'm I back you, Alexandra, completely. I think he's a fraud. I think he's a phony. I think that he rode that gravy train till the end. I do remember at one point when he brought his wife on and she would just smile yeah. with fake teeth uh-huh. in the like yep. front row. Yep. And I found that very unnerving. Yep. And then the, the, the sons, I think he tried to shoehorn them into the whole profession. And one of them was fraudulent and got in trouble. I, you know, I don't even know. I, I just feel like he joins a genre of, um, a lot of like '90s talk show hosts, Sally Jesse, Dr. Phil. Um, I, I can't remember half of them these days. Like there was the heyday of the great talk show hosts, like Oprah yes. and Donahue. Yeah. And then we were, and then in the middle there were all these hacks. Yeah, and he was one of them. And I didn't really pay t- a ton of attention to a lot of them, but there were a lot of them. They prospered, and then they because ro- they rode, as Alex said, the halo effect of Oprah. And then most of them are gone now. So that's good. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I don't know enough about him. I just thought that's he was okay. a little bit of, of, of phony baloney and the fabricated, like, um, um, you know, I'm your best friend and your neighbor, yeah. but I'm going to roast you on a spit because I've got cameras behind the scene that have filmed you admitting to the drug test and the paternity test and the, but on camera, I'm great. You know, I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. No, right. no. I think, you know, my, uh, I brought it up because there are strange, not strange, but there are uh, occasions where I will find myself turning on the television in the middle of the day, which is not um, common for me, Uh, not recommended for (laughs) anyone, for anyone, and definitely not common for me. Um, And and recently, the other day, I turned it on, I was flipping channels, and I found Dr. Phil, like, A, Dr. Phil is still on. Is he really like, know like those were recent? I did not know that. I, I, I don't know. I don't okay. know. But, there, but, but he's in syndication. So he's running. Yeah. Oh, so okay. he's on there. And I thought, and you know, and I thought to myself, 
okay, it's showbiz. I get it. It's just showbiz is, is what it is, but it's also, okay, first of all, and this will go to, this will be related to somebody I work with in my academic career, but who cares? Um, Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil, what's your last name, Dr. Phil? Do you know his last name? No idea. No idea. McGraw. His last name is McGraw. Dr. Phil. And anybody who is, and he's a doctor, he's a psychologist, he's a doctor, but it's like, I don't want to call my doctor, Dr. Phil. Mm-mm. I want to call him Dr. McGraw. Yeah. I don't right? want to, if you're, if, if that's Ellen, it, you're, I, you're no. not 14, right, Ellen? I'm not yeah. Dr. Dr. Phil. I have, I will say, uh, the chairman of my department, and this gets into a whole Dr. Jill Biden thing, which I will not open up, but he likes to be called Dr. Bob. He's a doctorate, yeah. right? He's a doctorate. It's like, doctor, it's like, no, because yeah. you think that's more accessible and approachable. And same thing with Dr. Phil. So I hated Dr. Phil from the start because he called himself Dr. Phil. And I, I get it, showbiz. I get it's marketable. I get all that stuff. But I never liked it. And then there is just Dr. Phil, you're just another flavor of Maury Povich. Totally. Um, that was the one I know, was looking for. Yes. Maury like, Povich. yeah, all that stuff. Uh, I will say, though, it's very watchable when you don't care about your brain. When you really? don't care about your brain. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I never you, watched. Yeah. Yeah. Because no you can yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. You, can. you know, it's say. funny. I was watching. It's showbiz. It's showbiz. It is. It is. Uh, you know what I was, um, the other day, I caught a glimpse of uh, Kelly and Ryan, Kelly Ripa. Sure. Oh. And they were talking about swearing and she said that the um, swearing, she, does, she doesn't recommend swearing, but somebody who really taught her how to swear well was Finola Hughes uh, when she was back on the soap opera land. Oh, sure, and Anna remember? Devane. Anna Devane, exactly. From and General Hospital. Immediately I was like, oh my God, go, Anna Alan. Devane, G- General Hospital. Yep. And I thought to myself, daytime television as a whole not just Dr. Phil, but like soap operas and stuff, that used to be a big part of like life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It doesn't exist anymore except for the retirees. Like it was a real, not only was it like a money-making thing, but it was oh, a God. real thing. Like, it was a launch pad for lots of careers. Yes. Hi, and, George Clooney. Lots yeah, of people. Yeah. But like all those hours that like, I remember babysitting in the afternoon, like that was daytime oh, TV soaps. was where it was at. Mm-hmm. Daytime TV today is a wasteland. Well, because yeah. everybody's working. All the moms are I working. Yeah. I shouldn't say all the moms, lots of moms. But anyways, just brought me back. Sorry, I digress. Apologies, that was dumb, but continue. I can't believe Dr. Phil took us down nostalgia memory lane to a time when, and I do remember even when I was in college, when General Hospital was all oh, the rage in Luke so and Laura. Much. Yes. Yeah. And and day parts, different day parts of television were popular. And now the world is on demand. So there mm-hmm. is no clock um, anymore. So it is all just content. And it doesn't matter when it airs. Aside from live sports and live news, everything else is you pull right. it up when you feel like it. Yeah. You don't have to ride your bike home really fast. To hurry her appointment to get TV. there. Appointment to, get, TV. to get there for Luke and Laura's wedding because yeah. who doesn't marry their rapist? Oh, do you remember really. that headdress she wore? <laughs> okay. Yes. Continue. I'm just sorry. Asking. But yes, that was like, uh, talk about mess CTV. Oh my God. I was riding my bike so fast. Mess CTV is the best thing. It's the best thing. But- the second best thing is speed round.
Okay. We have a lot of things. So I'm going to ease you in gently. You know, I always try to do that. Try to make you guys feel comfortable and speed around because it really is high pressure. Let's try this. Would you rather date someone with bad breath or bad manners? Oh, this is so hard. Mm. That's awful. Is- <laughs> Didn't I sound like a witch when I just laughed right then? Like I just I wouldn't have thought I, it, but I, now that you put it together, yes. As I was as I was laughing, I thought you kind of sound like a witch. That's why you're single. There you go. Oh you witchy sound. Anyway, go ahead. I can't believe I'm gonna say this because it is so I'm gonna let you go first because I cannot figure it out. Bad breath bad I'm, manners. I'm gonna say bad breath only because I will buy Altoids in like by the case. The question. It's chronic halitosis. Uh, right. I'm just saying, like it's going as I said, like it's going to be disgusting. I know the bad breath. I know and all the Altoids on the universe, on the earth would never be able to like really mask bad breath for a minute. Like they got it for a minute. Bad breath is bad. Bad manners. There's no Altoid for a bad manner. Oh, I yeah. can't like, like I'm thinking about someone who like snaps for a waiter or waitress yep. Or yep. someone who who doesn't hold a door, or someone who never says thank you. It I I would oh my god I would hate them. First of all, let me just tell you this one thing. When you said would you rather date, I wouldn't date either of them because I assume when I'm dating, <laughs> you don't have that. Decision. You don't have that choice. You're That's, on planet. You must date. So you must pick oh, one. Oh, I'm on planet. You must date. Okay, so no, yeah. I did not realize that's the planet I was on. Okay, so I'm gonna stick with my. I'm gonna stick with my bad breath thing. It is gonna be the grossest thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna social distance. Is there COVID on planet you must date? Because hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I, I won't have to smell it. I have to talk to my uh, my scientist friends. Find great. out if the, find if if there is COVID on planet you must date. Because if there is. That's a COVID I can get behind. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. COVID working answer. in your favor. Working totally. in your favor. Uh, Over to Jen. You, Jen. A hundred percent with Alex. Mm. I just, I mean, mm. and, and as much as I abhor mm. bad breath and, and many times I've been the person who's been providing it. Um, I just, <laughs> ugh, bad manners are... That's just, that's like a character flaw. The other mm-hmm. one is a physical flaw. Yeah. And I could go to the people that I care about in my life and be like, just so you know, he's got a halitosis thing. And unfortunately it's, you know, we're trying to treat it, but just don't let that, treat it. don't let that, like I could, I could soften the beach on that one a sure. little bit with mm-hmm. people that I mm-hmm. was in encountering, but but the bad manners means he's, those are bad choices. And that's a, that's a character flaw. And that's a bad person. And Alexander, the minute you said the snap for the fucking waiter, oh, I was 100% with you. I I'm telling you that kind of, it, it's rude. And I don't oh. like rude people. And I don't like, like bad manners is rude. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not okay. And it's not even like it's you can say it's bad breeding or anything and breeding's wrong word but like bad like you know like you were never taught kind of thing it's just it's it's selfishness bad manners are being selfish at times too. it's just so unlikable again when yes. you're talking about dating yeah. someone i'm like yeah I, and you I, want to be att- I, I can be attracted i want to be attracted to the person 
-hmm. And that's part of the person are the manners. Mm -hmm. Whereas the physical stuff has always come a little secondary. Like, I mean, it's great. Nice. Not for her. Awesome. Hot, hot, hot husband. Oh my God. My hot, hot husband. He's got it all. He's the huge package. (laughs) No, you know what I mean? Ellen, your turn over to you. Today we're sadly bar. We it's are brought in- to you by Channel or Rated X. Wow. Uh, yes, we are in agreement here. And the reason being that you have one physical drawback versus a moral or character drawback that could permeate a lot of things. And yeah, I can't. Oh, I, it, I'm just like you guys. I can't stand someone who is mistreating people who are serving you or waiting on you or someone who is eating with their hands could have been in there or not putting their napkins in their laps or waiting politely to um, interject in a conversation. Like having bad manners is a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. And you would, you know, you could, uh, you could foresee you, or you could envision, I would say, um, situations where, well, I'm, you know, I'm married to an artist and artists are out there and they are doing their thing. And so that's why he doesn't know to put his shoes on before going in the restaurant or he doesn't know <laughs> that he shouldn't grab that food with a dirty hand or whatever. Like there's a lot of bad man. Like it's just so open-ended that whole concept Ugh. of bad manners. Uh, and I know people who have struggled with halitosis. I know people th- who are friends who have uh, had bad breath. Yeah, they do struggle because they don't. A lot of it comes from dental stuff and gum stuff. Or, or yeah. deep within, it could be like uh, esophageal it, it, it can awfulness. be intestinal. So like it comes from all kinds of places. And you and sometimes you don't know if people don't tell you. You know, if people don't tell you, you've got to deal with that. So I will always err on the side of that. So can I, I think I think we're going to clean up everybody's manners. That's can I tell I you? Can I tell you something? I used to work with somebody who had the worst breath, the worst breath. And there was someone who also did not enjoy this person. And they said that the breath was like the inside of a goat's ass. And that was true. And then I had another friend who said the reason it was so bad was because this person had a rotting soul and was a (laughs) non-flosser. So I'm just saying, just think about that, listeners. Okay. Okay. So some extra insults for your, you know, you repertoire. (laughs) Oh, that was nice. You're welcome. Add those to your vernacular. Happy spring, guys. Goat's ass. Yeah. Pay it forward. Happy Easter. Try this one on for size. Okay. Kind of near and dear to my heart. No, explain oh my God, why I'm so later. Excited. Would you rather have police hunting you down for a crime you didn't commit, or a serial killer actually hunting you? Police are hunting you down for a crime you didn't commit. Oh, police! Or a serial killer actually hunting you? Go for it, Jennifer. I'm interested to hear your. Well, first of all, uh, police can hunt me down, but there's, there's law and order with the police, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have, are you sure? Have you, have you watched on the news lately? Tough times. I I recognize that. I recognize that there's some semblance is what I should say of law and order. Whereas with the serial killer, all bets are off. Who knows what credo he or she is, is living by, right? At least 
also, I have the advantage of knowing that I didn't do it. So I can get out of it. I can talk to them. I can, I can say, I can pull over hands in the air. Again, I realize that, you know, that's not always, that's not always going to be end well, but I can just say there, I just have the, also, I have the solace of knowing that I didn't do it. That to me is fine. That's a chase. It's like a, huh? Head scratcher. What's going on here? Whereas a serial killer after me, oh my God. I make a wrong move, I'm literally dead. Like I this person there's I, there's no anticipating. There's no there's there's like no guardrails at all. This is this is somebody who's sure. after me and I don't know where to hide, what to do. It just it's so much uncertainty for me. The other one has a small bit of of guardrails for me. The second no, not so much. That's my answer. Okay, Does that so make sense or no? Yeah, it does. Was, was Absolutely. I over the map, all over the map a little nope, bit? Sorry. Nope, nope, Makes sense. Okay. So much sense that I'm going to 100% disagree with you, which is interesting oh, okay, because good. I started off being full-on police. Okay. And then when you were talking about like, but I know I didn't do it. I know I didn't do it. I I feel like we see all of these stories now where there's someone who didn't do it and they serve all this time and all this stuff. And when it, I don't know how many weeks ago or how many episodes ago it was where I was talking about the injustice of the world drives me, oh, drives me crazy when I see things like that are not fair. And if I were to be hunted by a police and for something that I did not do, I would be so bananas that it was so unfair that I didn't do what I'm being hunted for. I think I would lose my marbles. Therefore, I'm going to go serial killer also because I'm tough. I'm pretty tough and I'm going to be very scared. But I think, no, I don't think, no, 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 I don't know. I think that I'm going to have a pretty good shot at this because I'm wily. I'm not afraid of the dark. I think I'm quick. The dark? Um, <laughs> well, they always kill you in the dark, you know? Oh, my be. I did <laughs> Wily? And not afraid of the dark. Okay. What are your other, what other your skill sets? She shops at Acme. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, I just, I think I'm a good fighter. I think I'm a, especially when I'm up against, when I'm, when it's, when it's life and death, Ellen, I'm very, like, I can be very tough. I believe it. Yeah. I I believe it. I think the serial killer who's going to come at me. Mm. Good luck. Good luck, buddy. I'm very tough. (laughs) Is very, and I did not see you going down that road. Can I just and say I for was, a second, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. uh, not to get heavy because I don't want to, but I'm just gonna say really quick I thought you were gonna say about the police that I was speaking from a point of privilege because, as a white woman, I yeah. probably don't fear police in the way that a lot of people might. Fair point, fair and point. I thought that's the route that you were taking, but no, no I didn't anticipate <laughs> the. The wiliness, nor the like being fine in the dark part. Right. The confidence. I apologize because I just assumed you were going with more of like a, you know, a a current uh, state of the world. And and, you know, I I get it now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I get your stance. That's where I'm. That's where I am. Got it. Yeah. It's serial killers. Also, I'm not that dumb. I'm not that gullible. Serial killers. Come on. Come on. It's a. a, What's pathetic. (laughs) I think in a reflection on our society in the U.S. today is that this is even a choice, right? You should be able to say, oh, 
I will certainly trust in the police if they're hunting me down. It'll get resolved and they'll know that I was never the person who did that thing. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. where we are right now in this world is that we can't feel that way. So we would actually weigh these two options of police chasing you for something you didn't do versus a lunatic who's every move and mind and crazy bloodthirsty insanity you can't even begin to get in the middle of and you would take that on as an alternative Mm -hmm. because the system of justice is flawed the way that it is that (laughs) is that way but it's in a it's you know it's that's a rough that's a tough pill to swallow right there when i equate the two when I found the question, I didn't think that deeply on it because for me, you know, I have kind of a, a weird, con- not connection, relationship with the serial killer community. I, of course, in that, no, just in that. And, and I have other friends who are just like, what's with you? And watching these shows and listening to these podcasts and oh, doing right, this right, right, stuff. Right. And there's something, I think my thing is, And I think it's similar to where Alex landed, which is somehow I think I can outsmart them. Mm -hmm. Somehow I am going, it's like, you stupid serial killers. Oh, great. You're just going to get these weapons and do these things. But you know what? I'm a step ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And I know you're coming and I know what you like to do. And I'm going to be hiding with a flamethrower and a boulder or whatever it is that is required to just take you out. Like, I think there is in, it's like take on the whole judicial system and law enforcement system of the United States versus you and me, mano a mano in the dark, working our working our wiles and seeing who comes out i think that's the competitive balance yes jennifer has a question i disagree here's what i think the competitive balance is yes you versus sanity versus insanity (laughs) and you've just made an equivalent of the psycho in the woods as being the sane one in this equation. And you two are bananas. (laughs) Because you're like, oh, I could outfox them, outwild them. You know, I can see in the dark and I've got glasses that I bought at Home Depot. It's not that we can see in the dark. We're not afraid of the dark. I'm just saying, though. Ellen just tried to say (laughs) that that's the sane answer. And it's not. You're going with trying to go up against somebody who is literally insane. A yeah. psychopath is by yeah. definition insane. And you two are like, yep, bring it. I am totally on board with that. Yeah. I would much rather fight that than police who, by the way, are chasing me for a crime I didn't even do. It'd be one thing if you were both like, I did it. You didn't Jennifer, do the crime. But Jennifer, why here's is that the, scary? Yeah, but then when, you, when they catch you and then you're in trouble and you're but like, are you kidding me? I didn't do it. So you keep thinking, Jennifer, sorry, I keep pointing at the camera. You keep thinking that you're going to get off because because you're because you're innocent. It doesn't matter. Because I, I didn't do the crime. But you're, they're still coming Our after you. Our judicial system is there Ellen and I didn't do a crime with the with the serial killer. Yeah, we're just, we're just you tougher. Lose Okay, but no, if we're you tougher. lose your battle, if well, I, I lose, lose my battle, if I lose my battle ta- with ladies, the cops, ladies, one at a time. If I lose my battle with the cops, I go to jail. If you lose your battle with the serial killer, mm. you die, you ding dongs. Jennifer, we're not losing he's cray our battle. Cray, or she's cray cray. I don't know. But we're not I'm losing. just saying, 
I go to jail. You two die. I, Jennifer, I don't think you're getting this. I We're just not, can't believe that I'm alone in this. We, I'm just so shocked. Talk but, about insanity. But How we at the least. Only one in this okay. Like, okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to put Okay. I can't believe you're letting this end, Ellen. I'm gonna no, I am gonna let this in. I'm gonna put a lid on this because there is no good answer to any of this. Oh, there's a good answer. No, and you and I you and I found it. No, I know. <laughs> we are ready to be a serial killer hunters and go out there and shut it down. You are hunted, so not hunters. No, the two of you. We're Once again, you flip the script. I'm flipping the script. Yeah, I will. No. There's, there's no winning. I don't think anybody wants to be on either side of that equation. That's fair. I agree with that. Yeah, sure. we really, really don't. There is no winning. And I think at, at the heart of it is, what do you believe is insane? Which, which system or situation is more insane where you feel more or less safe? And to Jen's point, I have to trust. I have to trust in the police, police and the judicial system and I'm not equating that with serial killers as a better alternative. I'm really not. I'm really, really not. I just have, the only reason I answer this question the way I do is I have this superhero complex in me that I am going to conquer them. Same. That's it. That's it. It's not logical. It's not logical. And if you send Alex and I out in the woods on a serial killer night when- they're roaming. It, it might not end well, but we're going to go out there because Blair Witch the- 2 will be available in theaters in <laughs> we're December We're going to give them a good fight. Let me just put it this way. We're going to give them a good fight. We'll give them a run for their money. Yes. Try this. I think this is a little less controversial. It's equally difficult. Try this. Would you rather get paid $500 every time you made someone laugh? Or ten thousand dollars every time you made someone cry. Five hundred laugh. I'd wake. I'd make so much more money. Laugh every time. Mm-hmm. I I I want people to laugh, even if I don't get paid. I I've never been Wait, paid. Did I you just the other road. Did you just hear your sister's immediate response about no, I where she, was she with make me. more money? Did you I am with you, that? but it's for a different reason. Wait, okay, then you go first. I didn't understand what you're saying. Go ahead. No, I might no, we agree. I'm going to go she with the said, too. $500, I'd make so much more money. Not about the philosophy of it. Oh, I missed that last no. part. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Yeah. Continue, Alexander. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> yeah, tell us more about how you want to help humanity. What do you think? <laughs> and get I, rich at the same time. Oh, 500 totally. bucks. 500 bucks. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. 500 bucks a laugh? Are you kidding me? I'd kill it. I would be like, yeah, no. Wind me up. I will find people who will find me funny. I'm not saying I'm funny. Where where are those people? Where are those people? (laughs) I'm so glad that that you have a healthy sense. I have two people on the Zoom. Neither is laughing. The ego is strong with us. (laughs) It's fine. The ego is strong with us. Self-esteem is good. No, it's great. It's great. great. I'm so funny. I'm not great. I'm not great at the, at the, the, the telling of the stories that make people cry. I'm not good at those, but I can make, <laughs> nice try. I'll make it laugh. <laughs> I'll do any, you guys, I literally, I will do anything for a laugh. There was some work thing recently where they were like, oh, and it was so funny when you did, you know, insert embarrassing thing here. And I wrote back, I go, I will do anything for a laugh, anything. 
Like, <laughs> like you talk about confidence. That's kind of the opposite of confidence. Like, if you need me to perform and to fall on my face, it's, a, la- on it's a, a lack peel, of shame. It's 100%. a lack of shame. Yeah. I just yes. say. I'm a laugh of shame. They all do anything. And so in that case, I'd make a fortune. One cry a day. No way. Pass. So let's remember, this is a 20 point, a 20 point ratio. Yeah, no, I'm aware. I'm still, I'm still going to make talk, money. I'm just talking way. money. I'm just talking about money. I, I'm not good at, I'm not good at the, the make you cry stories. I'm just not good at them. I can make you cry right now. <laughs> no, I can be, I can be pretty good. I can be pretty tough. Oh, unless you're going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> here's okay. here's, how, here's what she's going to say in her first one. She's going to say, here's how I'm going to hurt your feelings. Ready? You're not funny. No. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, over to you. Because that was a lie. I'm high hilarious. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying that I could I could do it. Okay, Jennifer. Why is this happening? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So while the, the financial gain is very tempting, trust me, I could use them. I could use the dough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love a good cry, but I don't want to make people cry. So there's that. Um, no, of course I'm going to go with a laugh. I, I, I love to make people laugh even, and, and I never do it for money. So that's kind of a goal for me. <laughs> except, I like, for this, except for this lucrative podcast we're recording. <laughs> I know we're making so much money on this. No, that's the best joy. I'm sorry. Making people laugh is the best thing ever. I have a friend and her husband never laughs and I can still chart and tell him every now and then I remember when I took when I made you laugh that one time mm-hmm. and it was in the kitchen and it was like you know 10 years ago and I was joking about you know my my four-year-old's right blonde hair and I and I had tried to cut it and went up with the razor and I made a joke about it looking like Chernobyl and for the first time ever he looked at me and he went like this <laughs> And it was the best laugh I'd ever gotten because I've never really gotten many since or from the first time. And I was like, oh, my God, I did it. No, there's nothing better than making someone laugh. Getting paid for it would be just a bonus. So that doesn't mean to say like I'm a like I'm not looking for, you know, you got it. Uh, it's it's a good thing. It's fun. It makes you feel great. There's nothing. Jennifer's better. like. Sorry. Meanwhile, my Venmo is at Jennifer. <laughs> you can reach me at Jennifer Laughsaholic. I do cameos, just so you know. Yeah. Yes. Ellen. I I did not think anybody here was going to set out to get rich based on making people cry. Although the question did. And I'm with you, of course. Just I mean, you know me. Making people laugh is is definitely something that um, is important to me. Uh, but I was thinking like, okay, 10,000 bucks every time you make somebody cry. So what do you have to do to make somebody cry? Like making making people laugh is a positive thing. And so we, uh, we talk and we joke and we connect and we do the things that most good good-hearted people do and sometimes you make people laugh and that's great making people cry nobody sets out to make people cry that i know of or that i hang around with like nobody it's like okay i really want to hurt these people and i want to make them cry let's see if i can let's see if i can just come up with something like the the thought to me of of consciously getting people to be upset it's just 
hard to even get your head around, right? Like, like let alone whatever the price tag is, $100,000, a million dollars every time you make other people cry. We just don't do that. I mean, we don't wake up. I don't wake up in the worst, when you're having the worst fight with your husbands or the worst fight with your kids, you're not like, let's see if I can really engage and make them cry. Nobody does that. So I have to say something, Ellen. I was thinking like you make someone cry, like you're going to tell them a sad story that's going to make them cry. I wasn't going to, I wasn't thinking like, I'm going to cut you down and tell you you're fat and you go awful. You cry out of like shame and sadness. I was thinking more along the lines of like, I'm going to tell you a story and make you cry kind of thing, which I think is really, and uh, again, not that I'm this pure of heart person or whatever. I mean, again, I'm clearly, that's it. You were thinking for the cash. Um, But I mean, like, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, how do you get someone to cry like that? And, you know, you guys are talking about being like sadness crying. Like this is sort of like a, like an emotional cry. But even then I'm like, no, that's hard to do. I also laughing is easier. Making someone to cry is hard. You have to really work at it. And I'm very lazy. I don't know. I disagree. (laughs) I disagree. Haven't you heard all those actors and actresses say that comedy is way harder than um, drama. And that I do feel like people are like a laugh is hard. You know, honestly, sometimes I would pay money. Like if, if you could say, I know someone who really needs a laugh. I'd love to pay 10 bucks to give them a laugh. I would do that. Right. I think that that's laughing is hard when it's a real laugh, not just like a polite, like, <laughs> but a real, like, Oh God, what a release laugh. Those are harder to come. I feel like I'm on the precipice of tears a lot of times a song can send me over the edge you know like i feel like a Mm. laugh a really good laugh those are much harder to come by and much more unique and rare i listen no it's a good challenge let's make jennifer cry (laughs) no no, you could do it like that just cue up a song you know (laughs) i cried three times this morning on my walk so easy just like happy tears not sad tears yeah yeah, yeah. no i have not that's an interesting um observation i do not know which is i certainly know that it is harder to get people to laugh with you um than it is to feel pathos to feel empathetic to certain simple situations. Like if you said, oh my God, this puppy is about to fall off a bridge, you know, whatever it is, people feel the same emotion. Oh, this poor child is suffering from a terminal disease. People feel the same emotion. Um, A joke is interpreted a lot of different ways. Is that funny is interpreted a lot of different ways, but there's still plenty of, there's still plenty of practical, basic, situations and emotions that people all share yeah i don't know i don't know that's a good question do people share more uh negative emotions or more positive emotions i mean that's what you're getting to i don't know line is very the line is right there in the middle i think we know who to call laughter and Uh, dr phil dr well i'm still thinking back to the puppy falling off a bridge no, Sorry, sad. he's okay. Sad. He can swim. He's a big swimmer. He's a swimmer dog. Swimmer. He's fine. He's a fine. Puppy is about to fall off. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to pick another? Want to pick another like little scenario there? 
Yep. Okay. Hey, it's Bobby, a, get away it's from a, the edge. It's dangerous. There's some water down there. It's a kitten who's standing by the skydiving door of the plane. No, kitten, get back. Dude, yeah. this, you guys, these are everyday scenarios, just so you know. This we happens don't... all the time. Okay, okay, okay. I'm calling time on this question. <laughs> because I think we exhausted well, we it. We didn't really figure it out. Yes, we more exhausted. All right. I'm going to give you one more. And it's really hard to pick because I have quite a few. Oh, boy. Many. I know. Oh, many. I do. I do. Uh, I think we're going to do this one. It's strange. And this <laughs> would strange, be, and, and uh, no, this is one that I found online. And let me just say that I think it's a shining example of the strangeness of Reddit. If any of you has spent any time oh, or not. Many hours. Many uh, yeah, hours. It's just rabbit hole, rat hole, rabbit hole, rat hole. So let's try this. This is what Reddit had to serve up as a good would you rather question. Would you rather be forced to say milady every time you address a woman or yell, I'm an atheist as loud as possible everyone, every time someone says, God bless you. So you're saying milady every time you speak to a woman or God bless you. Every time after I'm an atheist, after someone says, God bless you after a sneeze. When first, the last time I have an what? answer that is flying out of my mouth. So I can squelch so it. Milady. <laughs> Always. Wait a minute. It sounds to me like you even like the idea. I love the idea. I think it's fantastic. And you know what? Milady. I do it anyway. Milady. So I, so the other day I was texting with a couple old friends of mine and one of them has a new job. And he said that, and, and we're all texting and saying, Hey, congratulations on your new job, blah, 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 blah. And he texted us and he said, just so you know, because again, we're all in quarantine. So nobody's going to an office. So you don't know who any of these people are. And he said, just, oh, you know, he goes, there's a woman I work with named Milady, And I like, I don't even know what to do myself. And I was like, I, there is no, no way in this world I, I could ever, ever, ever speak to Milady not be like, I'm a lady and like do the tip of the hat type of thing. I'm like, that is the greatest. I was like, no matter how many times this, I assume woman has heard this Milady, how could you not? I might just do it for the rest of the weekend, just for kicks. Hey, Ellen, my lady, <laughs> Jennifer, I'm a lady. Thank you. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. The I'm an atheist thing? No, that's lame. My lady is fun and jaunty and, and I'm a lady. Um, well, okay. I, you know, my knee-jerk reaction was to go, Milady, just for everything Alexander just said. It's fun, mm -hmm. it's polite. We talked about manners earlier. I mean, who's ever going to knock you down for having manners that are too much, right? But then I thought about every time I addressed a woman, and that's 50% of the population. Mm. And I thought about, like, everybody from, like, you know, people that I am friends with to people that I work with to people who are above me to people. Yes, who are, my lady. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's a lot of repetition of mm-hmm. lady, and it might make me feel not so good to constantly say lady. It's true. Milady. All the time. Like oh, the sneeze on, is a, the repetition of a sneeze is far less. And the, I'm an atheist. I mean, I, I'm not an atheist. Whatever. But sure, I'm an atheist. Yeah. But how often are you in the presence of a sneeze where you feel compelled to actually say it? In your own home, yes, but in public, not that often. Not that how often. How often m'lady. are you exactly? How often are you in the presence of a woman? A lot, milady. A lot, milady. I'd say one out of every two times, milady. Je- hey, milady, do you yes, not enjoy m'lady. me saying a milady? I do like it, milady, for first, a little bit. The yeah. first twenty-five times, milady. But I was just going to say, milady. After the next um, one thousand times, milady, I might be I'm like. Fucking knock it off with the milady. You know what? Okay. You guys can throw a few miladies my way. I think that's just awesome. Saying. You're never so, getting a milady, yeah, milady. I, I think I might. And and again, I do love mm-hmm. the pomp and circumstance of the mm. milady. It's lovely. It's and, Camelot. It's Camelot. Indeed, indubitably. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, but no, I think that for mm. just if I'm being honest, efficiency sake. Yeah. Okay. Go with the um i'm not an atheist yeah wow good bless such you. a grump that milady is i know i know but i, I was with you in the beginning i just mm-hmm. i just remember thinking though it's about every woman that's one out of two people you encounter awesome. every single day at so every awesome. encounter milady it's a lot it's a lot sneezing is a lot less yeah. milady where do you land on this <laughs> on this very important topic. I think you know where I land, m'lady, which is <laughs> this would m'lady make me m'lady insane, m'lady. Okay, you're, you're over m'ladying this entire thing, by the way. You're dressing you know someone. What? You don't say it like a hundred times a sentence. This is, you guys, this is insanity the way that Ellen is taking it's this. It's insanity. You're totally right. It's insanity. I am paying my m'ladies forward. Mm-hmm. Just to get them done. I'm going to say milady 18 times today. So I don't have to say it for half an hour. That's it. If this were the curse that I was saddled with, that is what I would do. I am with Jen. I will. I'm an atheist. If somebody says, God bless you, because that happens once a week, it doesn't happen that often. And I'll take that chance as opposed to having to treat Alex like, Milady. Wow. Lame <laughs> Ellen. Super lame. Super. I'm just lame. saying. I'm just saying what's true and what's real. Yeah, Milady. I'm sorry. So I believe that this will not be resolved unless we hang around with a lot of people who sneeze and see oh. how it feels. What was that? Is that like a true a fake sneeze? Got it. Uh no, but then someone has to say, see. Someone has to say, God bless you. I was waiting for an atheist. See? And then she jumped in. Hello, my lady. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope that this question doesn't live on forever, meaning that we are calling each other my lady. Again, promise that it won't, Ellen. (laughs) (gasps) Thank you for using my name. And not that other thing. Oh, and now she's back. And now she's back. Uh, This is when I try to screen the questions carefully so that crap like that doesn't happen. But 
Listen, listeners, we can't talk anymore. We've just about had it. We are cruising to sunlight in the world of the shutdown pandemic. We're all trying to be strong and smart and hunker down one last time because it's going to get better. Spring's coming. Uh, Dr. Phil has said it's all going to be okay. And if you can't trust Dr. Phil, who can you trust? Exactly. I rest my case. So I will say, uh, ladies, always a pleasure. Great to see you. My lady. I think that uh, you better get your cinema background homework going because I'll be hitting you up again when you least expect it. Because I know our sidebars, our sidebar listeners like that. You too. Caught. I know. So embarrassing. I love it. You know, we're better than this. But you know what? You are pretty damn good. Thank you. And see no man, if you ask me, I would say, yeah, it was a, a man and a hairy man that would have been my answer so it's you not untrue will, you're not i know i know but listeners we're gonna say goodbye say goodbye ladies goodbye goodbye, goodbye. Listeners.